Vienna has always been known as the cradle of classical music. Where else can you enjoy operas, concerts and song cycles performed not only with technical perfection, but also with lots of heart than in Austria's capital? One of those talented musicians is Emanuel Scholz, with a mother who is a soprano and a father who plays the first cello at the world-renowned Vienna Symphony Orchestra, He began his love of music already in his mother's womb. At the age of six, he started learning the violin. When he was eight, he wanted to master the piano as well. And when he reached his tenth year of life, his parents started Sahaja Yoga meditation. And he could play meditative tunes of Mozart on both instruments, the violin and the piano. I grew up with music and with meditation. And so my main focus in music was on music of Mozart and Bach and uh, also Indian music because I used these uh, musical pieces uh, for meditation. So Mozart and Bach are the most suitable for meditation. The main purpose of Indian music is to lead you into meditation. Two years ago, he has earned his degree in conducting and composing and can look back on a wide range of experiences. Professor Leopold Hager, the highly respected conductor who is just as much at home at the Metropolitan Opera in New York as at the State Opera in Vienna, has taught Emmanuel the art of conducting. Like master, like man, as the saying has it. And so it is that Emmanuel has already conducted symphony concerts and operas throughout Europe. a piece called Puja Trinity. For those who don't know what a Puja is, a Puja is a spiritual ceremony where uh, aspects of God or the Goddess are worshipped and it's an Indian ceremony. And as many Western composers compose masses for the church, I always wanted to compose a puja because never, it has never been done before, in the West at least. This uh, puja trinity is for a soprano, Western soprano, some Indian instruments. Uh, we have a sarod, we have tabla, we have tampura, and there is a man's choir and an orchestra. The Indian Trinity is Godfather, Sri Shiva, Godmother, the Shakti, Sri Shakti, and the Holy Child, 
um, Sri Ganesha that wanted to compose uh, one movement for each of the three Trinity parts. The first movement starts with the Aum or the Om that after Indian tradition is the origin and the beginning of the creation. The world was created with the sounds A, U and M and so the Om is the beginning of everything. The second movement is Sri Shakti and the third movement is called Sri Shiva. For each movement I used a special scale. In Indian music there are many different uh, scales or tonalities. They're called ragas and each raga has a different effect on the human being. Why is that so? We have inside ourselves a subtle system which consists of chakras, seven chakras, energy centers, and three energy channels. And each of the chakras and channels um, has a different quality inside and you really can connect scales to chakras. There are three channels in us. One is more the emotional, emotional side and more female side and more the past. The other one is more the, on the right side of our subtle system, more connected to rationality and to activity and more to the male side in each one of us and the center channel is the balance between the both. So I used for the first movement for the child for Sri Ganesha I used the scale for the center channel that's similar to our major scale for the second movement 
I used Rag Bhairavi. That's the scale for the left side, for the emotional side in us. That is similar also to a Western scale. It's called the Phrygian scale. And for the last movement, for Sri Shiva, Godfather, I used the scale for the right side, for the male side in us. And there I used Rag Yaman. That's similar to the Lydian scale in the West.
Emmanuel uses the instruments for Puja Trinity in their traditional way in the beginning, but fuses them in the end, where all three themes come together. The very last tune of his work is the Om. like the begin and the end of a full era and so I composed uh, the end like the beginning. It's coming from nothing and it's going back to nothing. But how did the audience like the Indian Western Auditory, did they feel the correspondence from the notes to the chakras? I mean I know that uh, from many of of the people of the audience, that they really felt the differences of the movements and they really could feel in their body and in their head some differences of vibrations. And yeah, I mean there were of course many people in the audience are afraid when they read there's an, a contemporary piece, but They were quite happy because it's quite uh, using tonality and mixing it with Indian rhythms, Indian scales, which are new to them, but combined with the Western harmonic, it was no problem. The concert was given three times for about 1,000 people in total. And for those who didn't make the live performance, they could listen to it on the Austrian classical radio, where it was broadcasted one week later. Puja Trinity wasn't the first project where Emmanuel mixed instruments of different cultures. He already started a project in 2005 called Mozart in India. Mozart was very interested in other cultures, like Egypt, who we know from the magic flute, or like... Uh, Turkey, there is this famous piano piece, Alla Turca, and there is a, a piece of Mozart he wrote quite at the end of his life, and it's a cantata about the creator of the earth, about God, the creator, and there you have the line that you call the God either Jehovah or God or Brahma. So there, therefrom I know that Mozart knew Indian spirituality as well as Egyptian or other cultures and that was the, the first reason to do this project but then I also thought of meditation and of the effect of music and as well as Indian music Mozart is often used in even in medicine and in meditation to balance people and then I really thought that the combination of Indian instruments, the sound of Indian instruments would suit very very good to Mozart's compositions and then we tried 
in the group Vienna Philharmonie. We tried to combine and to make a fusion of Mozart and Indian instruments. We're also playing Indian music with Western instruments. So it's a real uh, combination that works in both ways. And some of the some of the music is composed for this project, mostly by me. Together with my wife, I'm doing workshops where we also use Indian music therapy and a tonality system for the Western music that we developed ourselves. It's called either archetype music or Western classical chakra music. And it combines the principle of the archetypes. C.G. Jung was the most famous uh, user of the archetype principle. There are archaic qualities in us. They are, they are born with content of our collective unconscious. And it's, it's interesting to combine these archetypes with the 
Indian chakra system. And by doing that, I could relate these archetypes and the Indian chakras to the Western tunes and tonalities because every tonality has a different character and a different color and a different mood. And so we're using Indian instruments, uh, Indian music and Western music to bring people into meditation, to do stress management with music. And yeah, I mean, for me, these projects are all one. I want to see the people that the effect of music is not just by coincidence, but you really can plan what you want to reach with the music, what effect you want to reach. One of the great examples is the how music is used for films, and the different film music really makes a different impression on the audience. So I think it's really important that not only the Indians know that music works on your well-being, but also the people in the West. Although Emmanuel comes from a classical background, he sticks neither to Western nor to Indian classical music only. For several film and theater projects, he even composed pop and rock songs. Not only that, sometimes he also likes to sing lead or back vocals on them. <laughs> 